This is it. This is the Christopher Nolan podcast. You guys are wa- listening to Time Out with Cinema. I'm Aditya Kiran. My friend P-Dogs is joining us today. Yep, and this is the first episode of the Christopher Nolan podcast where we'll be reviewing or mainly just talking about uh, several different aspects of all of his movies. And so this is the first episode The Prestige, which yes, is available is. on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime and mostly Netflix. It is? I guess so, I don't know. You don't have Netflix. Yeah, sometimes it will we be do on Netflix. If hmm? not, somebody just go and ask like ask. like just well, we have request it here, option. So it's not much like, of a go Netflix. Like yes, Netflix will be like yes. In one month, we will give you <laughs> most probably. I don't know. Well, so we have it on Prime, and uh, we both both of us have watched this movie twice. 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 I watched it. I was actually ro- like scrolling through Amazon Prime trying to find it interesting, subs- like finding something interesting, and then I just saw the Prestige. I am like magicians in like the Victorian era. That doesn't sound very interesting. But when I clicked on it and I saw directed by Christopher Nolan, I immediately clicked on the film, and it was it's really good. It's really good. Okay. I really like it. First of all, I have never heard of pre- I had never heard of Prestige. Same, same. So I'm like, huh. I watched Dark Knight. Yeah. Now let's watch something other Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Go down. I'm like, Prestige. He made something called Prestige. What is it? Exactly. Luke Jackman. Oh, Wolverine and Batman. Yeah. And Black Widow. And Black Widow. All yeah. three. Alfred is also here. And also, uh, Andy Serkis. Yeah. Oh, he's, 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 he's Alfred in the upcoming Batman movie. He is? Yeah, he is. <laughs> and wow. he's Caesar and he's Snoke and he's Gollum and he's a lot of things. He's, Yeah. But yeah, so, he's, also, he's also in a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. he's coming in the Batman. So. And he's already in uh, oh, Black, he's Black in, Panther. He's in, yeah, yeah, he's in, oh yeah, I just remember. And uh, Civil War. Civil War and even Age of Ultron, his hand got cut off in that movie. Oh yeah, he was, he's also in, over there. Yeah, but yeah, and this movie is written by Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan's brother. And Christopher Nolan and, and this Christopher Priest. Christopher Priest. Okay. And it will be Lee Smith. Lee Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is... What do you think about the movie? I think it's really good. I think it's really I'd give it like good. an 8.5 out of 10. Yes, I would. So, uh... Valley... Pifister. <laughs> good job on the cinematogra- cinematography over there. Let's just speak... I think it's just Fister. Pifister. Fister. Pister. <laughs> Good oh. job on this. I think it's Wally. Not no Valley. Wally. Wally. The Pixar movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wally. Anamorphic lenses. What about? And it? it's starring Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, Michael Caine, Rebecca Hall, Rebecca Hall, David Bowie, David Bowie, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. David Bowie did a really good job. David Bowie Tesla. was really good as Tesla. Yeah. He was a uh, Tesla, Tesla. movie. It's pretty cool. Like it, it like within fictional characters with magic and stuff. When you when you put Tesla, oh, a real life Serkis person. was Ali. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I knew that he was there, but I forgot like which he, character he is. He's the he's the dude. You know, he's like the assistant of Tesla. Yeah. But yeah, I was watching another podcast regarding the Prestige, and they were calling uh, Andy Serkis's character Mundu. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like Tesla's doing projects and his Mundo's running around. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, but yeah. Why uh, do you do Christian Bale's hair could look like? It's really short. Yeah, I mean, it looked like who's that CEO of, of Facebook? 
So yeah, his hair could look like Mark Zuckerberg's current hairstyle. Sort of, sort of. It's not. It's nothing too stylish. It's short. Just short and messed up. Not perfectly short. Michael Caine was bald. Mike. He was bald. He had some hair. Yeah, some hair. I mean, literally talking about Michael Caine's hair in the, in the <laughs> podcast. It was a film full of nuance and double meanings and double clones. Yeah. So, let's get into that stuff. So, so yeah, let's the, start with the story. So I like that the first scene of the movie is literally the last scene of the movie. That's it's basically Nolan. Very Nolan like exactly, which is pretty cool. And um, we are introduced to Michael Caine's uh, narration. He's like. There are three acts, just like three acts in an actual movie. Yeah. Three structures, and then there's the pledge, the turn, uh, and the prestige. prestige. So, which is very meta cinematic. Oh, something my bad. Okay, so my yeah. Hands are sweaty. So we are we are introduced to our main like two main characters, Borden and Angier. Borden played by Bale, and Angier played by Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. And Wolverine. Let's just call them Wolverine and Batman. Uh. So sure. Wolverine was. But Angel. that's dis- that's distracting because I'm imagining Wolverine in the movie, which is which is very out of place. Uh, first time I saw the movie, I, to, I was imagining that only. <laughs> the thing is, uh, in the in the narration, Bale uh, Bale gives the narration when we are introduced to Borden and Angier, and Bale yes. says we were two young men on the start of a great career, right? Something well, like I that. I think he was reading the diary, right? I I maybe, but I'll yeah, tell you one thing. But like the diary was. Like presented in the middle of the movie. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Him, actually. No, but the thing is, he says we were two young men at the start of a great career. You see Borden and Angier, so you're yeah. assuming Borden. The the narration of Borden is talking about him and Angier. But when you see the second, second time, time, spoilers. When you see it a second time, you know he's talking about him yeah, and, his and his twin brother. Twin brother. So we were two young men, Borden and Fallon, on the start of a great career. Yes. That's what it actually meant. So that's it gives you us a different viewing experience when you see it a second time, which we did. We saw it twice. We so, saw it twice. So we have we had a completely different experience than the first time. Yes. Uh. So now should we talk about? So basically, let's just talk about what is about this movie. Mm-hmm. What is the main plot of this movie? See, we we it's basically cloning. Yeah. At the end, that is the main point. Driving point of the movie. I wouldn't say that's the driving point. First of all, it's like a fight between these two. The conflict between it's Borden and Angie. Basically, starting it was revenge. Mm-hmm. Now after that revenge, it became personal. Yes. I'm like First of all, it was personal. The revenge. It the, was for yeah, a like reason. like like Angier destroys Borden's fingers. That was not the starting. That was not the starting. Yes. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying when it Bale gets personal and stuff. Bale kills Hugh Jackman's lover. Yeah. So so no. Basically, the plot is we are introduced to these two magicians in the Victorian era, right? That like like the like the timing is very different, and then we we see them performing magic shows, and then they are acting as normal audience members. Yes. And you see his wife performing the water tank stunt. And I don't think first, so. His wife, first, but yeah. First time she lives. And then first time, first time she lives because they're just showing that it is that, that, that it is a doable trick. They're establishing the trick. Yeah, they're establishing a trick. And no, and after that we see Borden's viewpoints. And Borden was arguing that a good magician is something that does new that other magicians scratch their yeah. head over. And they're like, I suppose you can do something. And he's like, Yeah, sure, I can. And then it shows us like the somewhat rivalry between Borden and Angier, and and also it establishes the trick as we as uh, yeah as shown. But then, because uh, that's basically the end. That's basically just foreshadowing. 
the, the what's upcoming. going to happen mm-hmm. in the whole movie yeah and and the way it's the way it's shot as the wife is like lifted and then dropped into the tank it's like slow and it's shot with several angles but not like too many cuts it's it's just like building tension you're like what's about to happen what's about to happen and i feel like that's one way it's shot which is you know pretty builds like a lot of tension but then over there also the same shot christopher nolan's mastery i would you, say you told yeah you were talking about reflection on the on the glass once no that was vfx perspective that's nothing acha this is not vfx perspective the, no the, this is christopher nolan's mastery okay the time yeah a uh, michael kane had a watch like that mm, watch yeah, that yeah, pocket yeah, watch yeah, yeah and he timed for 1 minute yeah the whole sequence yeah of she in the water and no it was actually 30 seconds he stopped at 30 seconds the whole sequence took 30 seconds mm mm-hmm. Yes. Then second time same shot but uh Christian Bale decided to tie a different knot. No, I I I'll tell you. That we, we that hear, was one minute whole. Yeah, no no, we hear and it took one minute for I the whole shot. I remember hearing the 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 clock like the, the clock. ticking only in the second time when she actually drowns and dies. Yeah, because maybe that's because because he's establishing that the time is important this over is, there. This no, is yeah, time is important in a specific scene and Borden or Fallon we never know. ties the knot and uh, well she dies because yes. she isn't able to breathe and bro the, the the thickness of the glass is so big we saw yeah. at the end scene you will know how thick the glass is we saw sh- we saw a shot where you can see like the crack and so you can see the thickness of the Dude, glass that thing is 1 inch thick i know <laughs> so yeah, are they trying to build a bulletproof cage no matter no but maybe it's also to sustain the water or the water could also break out so you need enough uh, i mean like Yeah, I mean like the plastic bottle over here is holding water. Yeah, no, but look at the size of the plastic bottle. Look at yeah. the size of the tank. The the, the volume agree. also matters, right? So that's yeah, I would thing. agree. Yeah, but then the wife dies, and so they were talking about the different kinds of knots to use because she's eventually getting out of the knot, like untangling the knot and untangling somehow getting out. We never we we are never shown that. But well, basically, I know how the trick is working because in the courtroom scene, he tells it. Oh, what is it? Like because because the first scene, guys, was of the hats, which is the last scene. Then the yeah, next yeah, scene yeah. is of this guy drowning. Mm, yeah. Remember when he goes down? Hugh Jackman is drowning, and then That's they cut the to the courtroom. And then in the courtroom, Michael Caine says that it was a real lock and not a prop lock. Hmm. If so, basically, a prop lock is something which can be opened easily. It just made to look like a real lock. You know, you know my question was when she got out, she was not even drenched. She was all dry. <laughs> I noticed. I'm she like, was, she was drenched. You can see in her hair. I was. She wasn't drenched, and you could also see in her clothes. But it wasn't. I saw it carefully, and I'm like, I even questioned, like, why is okay? She's not drenched. But I feel like we don't. We are not supposed to know that. We are not supposed it. to know how they did. Maybe. But maybe it's, it's actually impossible. But you but know. maybe the uh, thick uh, cage had something to do with it. Maybe. Because like you can have like thickness of this much filled with water, and inside whatever goes. it looks like as if it's in water that's a possibility you yeah. can do that that yeah oh, actually i there was actually there was this movie called talash uh, american american yeah i know yeah, in that uh, scene where they, they have to go under water they had for some scenes they had done like they put a but she is actually in the water you can see her yeah, floating she in was the in the water like. she was in the they were in the water yeah, yeah but behind the background and all was separate separate acha they were like openly they had put uh-huh. and that looked like as if it was in the water. Oh, okay. So that's how they do it. I see. I mean, but like after his wife dies, is where the conflict 
it actually starts and the, and their and their rivalry grows into hatred and and, and 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 i really like the scene where in our funeral borden comes for like a second he's like uh, anger i'm sorry for your loss it's like which not did not you die fair. and that was just like a powerful dialogue and it's like i don't know and it's like you don't know you don't know he, and that was a pretty you know that was impactful scene impactful scene because you know it's it's very Even emotional michael kane had warned that it's not a water not ट I I'm like I knew that she's going to like uh, like get drowned or something. Okay. But I didn't know that she's going to die exactly. Mm-hmm. Cuz even while in the water she was just like tapping like help me help me. Yeah. This guy went started like bashing the glass uh, glass. Yeah. It opened she was still looking alive. But then when she came out she died. Yeah. I don't know what happened. What? She became a fish. <laughs> For like a second. For a second. and then died instantly oh god finding nima more like finding julia <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, uh, the wife's name by the way yeah. so. but yeah like played by piper perabo and then after this mm-hmm. we see we cut to the future where uh, borden is in prison and he gets the diary and yeah. then there's this other dude he's like um, uh so lord cardlo 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 it's called no it's not sure. that scene he's not that scene No, but after the after the funeral scene comes uh, the shooting scenes, the uh, this one, I'm the bird scene where he introduce he gets introduced to. I mean, ob- it makes sense because it's consciously cutting between different you know timelines. Obviously, yeah. like so one is them in prison and. But uh, after after that prison scene, achha, achha. there's a shot of another magic trick where uh, Rebecca Hall is also sitting with his, with her nephew. Yeah, and and then yeah, and then and then, acha acha. So the bird dies, and then the cries. The the kid is like, he killed it, he and he's like, it. no, it's alive. And then, Bale come, and when when that happens, Bale actually looks kind of sad because he knows the actual truth that the bird is actually like crushed under the cage, yeah. and it's like very like gruesome. And and Bale Bale goes to the kid and is like, hey, look, how right he's fine, and he's like, but where's his brother? And and when you see the reaction on Bale's face that time. It's priceless. It's great. It's 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 like, like a lot of nuances in that performance, and and because it's like and and then he says he's a smart he's a smart kid. Your lad. Shop. Yeah. Your shop kid. Your lad. It's like oh he's my uh, he's my nephew. And then like, Bale, oh Bale's like really? I have a chance. I have a Thank chance. Thank you for that. Thank you for that statement. Now. <laughs> But we never yeah, we never see that kid again after that. I know that was the last of we see. Yeah. yeah. No, but he wasn't vital. So. Yeah, he, he was just there to foreshadow Bale's For- actual twist. Yes, and so yeah, and in the bird trick and all that, and we also see and in the flash in in the not flashback flash front if you could say flash it front. flash front like uh, Angier is in in the Tesla like 
like residence uh, place this one uh, Colorado, Colorado Springs Colorado Springs and uh, Bay uh, Borden is in prison and they both are reading each other's diaries and they both of them know that they're e- reading each other's diaries yes which is because like I remember Angie writes and he's like yeah you Borden sitting in your cell waiting to die or something like that yeah so that was pretty yeah that's pretty awesome so, yeah they actually shot it in Colorado Colorado Springs place oh it's shot in California not uh it was not shot in New York. It was shot in California, California and Colorado. California, but they shot it in the studio. And it was nominated for Best Art Direction and Best Cinematography. Yeah, Oscar. I, I, Oscar I agree nominee. with both of the nominations. Art? It was really good. Because of the setting. The setting. The setting. You know, which is a, the Victorian era setting. So, is. let's talk about cameras now. <laughs> this is like a separate segment. Hello there. I have arrived from the depths of story... Now I'm from the, the camera world. From the depths of Colorado Springs, and he is here <laughs> to, to about cameras. To flex and to fan of flex. To flex about his camera knowledge. So Kiran, uh, take over. So yeah, thank you. So basically, there were two cameras which we mainly used. One was a actually no, it there weren't two cameras mainly used. One was a Panavision pan. They used Panavision Panaflex Millennium XL2 camera, which is the best. Honestly, my case, the best, no, second best film camera, best one is the IMAX film cameras, actually. Mm-hmm. So Which this Nolan is, also loves to use. Yeah, <laughs> those are the two things he wants to use. Yeah. So Panavision, Panaflex, uh, many oh, people use I it. I apologize. For a notification? It's okay, I'll continue, it doesn't matter. I expected, okay, continue. Sorry. Yeah, so it is the best one because it produces no noise at all. There's a, like, which no. one? Which is the best one? Pana, Panasonic. Yeah, because I, I was uh, wondering, I'm like, but according to what I've heard, IMAX cameras make a lot of noise. And they're very heavy. Not the sound. I'm not talking about the sound. Achha. Yeah, no, I'm... The talk- image quality. Achha. Okay, okay. Continue. Yeah, so they use the Panama, uh, Panavision Panaflex Millennium mm-hmm. X12, XL2, mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. So basically, that provides a clean image. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, the condition of the film. Hmm. Which it keeps is extremely good. I see. Because it was the 2006 movie. Yeah. Yeah. While re. It's uh, 14 years old. While reprocessing it, uh, it became. Uh, well, it got some scratches. Yeah. You, I think because they took a theater copy and. You pointed it out, yeah. In yeah. The, in the screening, we even mentioned it like once in the Godfather podcast. Godfather podcast, we talked. Like, like for like for like a second, we mentioned. Yeah. It. So basically, that would happen if. Uh, Two reasons why it would happen is one, there's an actual physical scratch. Hmm. Two, it is because of something radioactive or uh, laser like. Spider-Man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some radioactive substance or laser, something like that. Uh-huh. If it comes, like, if it gets a bit exposed to the film, this the film starts breaking down. Is this shot on film? I just realized. Yeah, it is shot on film. I mean, like, except for. Except for like this movie. Bro, like, Christopher Nolan is one of the few directors along with Tarantino and maybe some other ones who are still fighting for actual film. Yeah, they're trying to not let Kodak take over. Die. Die, my bad, Kodak. Take like, over, the, they're like, they're not, letting the, they're not letting the digital uh, cameras completely take over. They're still fighting for the classic, the old, old ways of ways filming. filming. And of course, Kodak's, uh, which one is it? Wait. It'll be written somewhere over here. It was written somewhere over there. Uh, 
What the hell? What the hell? Camera, animal for camera aperture. So if you remember in my Godfather, Godfather one only, yes. Uh, anamorphic lens. So basically, what it's doing, it's squeezing the sixteen is to nine uh, ratio, aspect ratio, aspect ratio, ratio uh, image uh-huh. into a four is to three or uh, one is to one. Hmm. So that is how it comes to the square, mm-hmm. and hence you could also see uh, that was the place where I pointed out that uh, the blurred background uh, color will be that. Sorry. The the bokeh shape is uh, oval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elongated so, oval. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they used uh, Panaso- Panavision. C- uh, where am I saying Panasonic? Panavision. <laughs> Did you say Panasonic before? Yeah, I kind of. <laughs> I almost said Panasonic. Jesus. Panavision C series and E series. So basically, they're like mounts. Actually, kind of. There mm-hmm. are different series. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of types of uh, mm-hmm. cameras mm-hmm. out there. So again, all of them are made from Panavision. The space cam aerial camera is basically a apparatus used if you re- if you like carefully see some uh, helicopters. Mm-hmm. In front, they have a circle uh, spear, uh-huh. filming uh, the ones they use for filming. Mm-hmm. They have a spear in the front of the helicopter. Okay. So basically, the modern day drones like DJI and all, uh-huh. you will know that they have a gimbal system, right? Yeah, yeah, I told me. So the helicopter, uh, sorry, the they got a wider field of view. The quadcopter, if it just like shakes and all, the camera is stable. Yeah. Yeah, and it also has a up and down moving facility. Okay. So it can like look down and up. Uh-huh. So what this is doing, uh, space cam aerial camera, it's the same same uh, thing, uh-huh. but it's for a helicopter. So you get the stability uh-huh. of the helicopter and the up and down motion of the mm-hmm. helicopter through the helicopter. So that's how uh, they shot the thing. Thing. I for see. for every aerial shots. Aerial shots. I yeah. See. So that is thing. And again, as I told you, they have uh, the Panavision Panaflex Millennium. That is an extremely clean camera. It doesn't produce any noise. Mm-hmm. It is. Pretty portable. You can put it on the shoulder like a steady cam. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are the advantages of these cameras. Hence, you can. What am I saying? Hence, I'm like I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> you might get lost into the words, but yeah. So it produces a proper look, mm-hmm. which you get in these days uh, red helium. Not red helium. Like almost. See, there is a lot of less. Film, film grain, okay, in this. Yeah. So basically, it's the noise again, as I told you. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys want noise in your cinema, in your video, it's better to have a noise from a film camera than a digital camera, because I have a digital camera, and as you guys know, I already mentioned in the previous podcast that we have a, what is that? We have made a short film. Yes, we have. So in the night shots and all, there is a lot of grain because yes, it is a pretty grain. old camera. Yes. So it doesn't have We just have work with what we have. Yeah. That's how you make a movie. Just work with what you have and be very passionate about it. Yes. So in that, the grain, because it's a CMOS sensor, which is basically a RGB. So what sensor? CMOS. CMOS. I heard CMA. I'm like, oh, that's the dentist. <laughs> that's the <your> dentist? <laughs> oh, wow. Alright, so shout out to Seema, Dr. Seema. 
Oh my god, if she's hearing this. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody knows. I don't think she will, but you know. I could, maybe. I could tell her the next time. Next time, time. your doctor's apartment will be like, listen to our podcast. You, are there, you, have, yeah. a, you have like a two second cameo in there. Yeah. Shout out. Poor, poor lady will just sit through everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, where is it? Yeah. But, uh, once the main conflict starts, I like how Borden and Angia We're talking about cameras over here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, just got lost also. Yeah. So basically, the CMOS, the fill, the grain, it will look RGB. You can see specific RGB colors. If you remember when we saw the when we premiered it on the TV, on my TV, you can see RGB like dots, right? All the what? Like the like the like the film? Uh, yeah, the film. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you can see those RGB dots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically, that is the thing because it's RGB. It doesn't add much. If it were, if we shot on the film, uh, no RGB will be there. I see, I see. What's RGB? R- red, green, blue. Oh my ah. god, you're listening through all of this without knowing what RGB is. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I thought, I thought that those are colors I was just making sure. Yes, okay, those are colors. Those are colors. <sighs> Jim Biduk. Hey, by the way, Panavision also have their own type of uh, apertures. Mm-hmm. They are, uh, I don't remember what shape they are. But yeah, they also have the, I think it's circular only. I, I remember seeing some circular bokeh also mm-hmm. in the movie. So I think Panavision camera apertures are also circular. Mm-hmm. So they produce the circular bokeh and because they have like, the lens is from the company who made the cameras. So they would oh, have like, uh, they would have the technology, they would know the know-how how to use, use that uh, lens. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that was a lot. And of course, like all other movies, Kodak is the distributor for uh, film, cam- film cameras. <laughs> Films for the cameras. Mm-hmm. Tarantino some... loves me some Kodak. What? Tarantino. Yeah, ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> oh my god, I'm searching for this so much. Kodak Vision 2, 250D. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's a negative film. Of course, we have to use negative film for all these. Then you have to de-negative it. <laughs> negative it is is a huge process. You okay. have to positify it. Positify it. English has committed suicide. <laughs> yes. So basically, it's a negative film. Then you have to develop it into a normal uh, color spectrum, mm-hmm. a visible color spectrum, mm-hmm. other than negative. So you have to negative the negative, which is positive. Which is positive. <laughs> Maths. Maths. So when you get that, then you can uh, edit it and then show it off to the world. What is this? Uh, thirty-five millimeter film negative. Thirty-five millimeter film is the. I know what they are. Lens. but Why? Why? Like, why? Uh, why have they shown thirty-five millimeter and sixty-five? Uh, so basically, if you want to have a wider shot or a closer shot, mm-hmm. so basically, if you want to have a close-up, which this movie has a lot of close-ups. Close-ups, yeah. So they use a thirty-five, which they is have, cheaper. They have yeah. uh, Fallon's close-ups in the end. Yeah, which is cheaper actually. So, like, many of the shots are, like, for extremely wide shots, they use a 65mm. And uh, if you're wondering about this 250D and uh, 500D... Which I am. Yeah. So, of the film negative stuff. Those are basically, like, uh, for the color, uh, night times. Acha. So, basically... uh, They won't have grain at all. They, like, listen up. So, 250D... Oh, sorry. (laughs) 250D is for the daylight shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So basically, it won't have rain during the day. Yeah. But if you use the same thing for night, it will be grainy. And so that's so. so and night you can't. Is so they use night for 500 tea, okay. which is again expensive. And I bet that is also 65 mil because the wider the. But it's a Christopher Nolan movie. The the company is willing to invest. Yeah, no, WB like Christopher will be like, I'm making a movie. WB like, sure. Yeah, take my money. Take my money. <laughs> But the thing about Christopher Nolan is he's one of the few filmmakers who's actually still making original stories and getting big budgets for them. Yes. So that's he's he's a lucky dude. By the way, two point three nine one, two point three nine is to one aspect ratio, ratio aspect ratio. So basically, it's extremely wide and have huge black bars. Yeah, I noticed <laughs> while watching the movie. Yes, shooting space studio for the even. Wow. Technicolor. Technicolor still exists. What? <laughs> No, but this is 2006. Who knows yeah, who still does? I don't know. You know. So yeah, Kodak Vision Color, that is basically the exports of... 35 mil exports of uh, the films. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, these days, they have changed. They're, many of them are using... Like, especially in India. Mm-hmm. Many have changed to a digital projector. Uh-huh. But still, there are many... Like, if you... In- only there are many theaters mm. if you visit those not like multiplexes mm-hmm. if you visit those single theaters they might still have a film uh, projector I, I i feel like i have to visit those kind of theaters now just uh they don't exist they are converted they are broken uh, converted to malls okay so yeah are we done with the camera section or anything uh, else yeah, technically needs oh yeah to be and by the way they use a lot of motion capture Oh yeah. It's so a, not motion exactly? capture, uh, motion control. So basically what motion control is, is basically a system which repeats a shot multiple times. So if I have a camera moving from left to right. It will move, continu- move from left to right, then again move from left to right. Yeah, you can multiply. I've seen that in several behind the scenes videos of films. I mean like basically in the first Star Wars and uh, Back to the Future series, they ha- that was a major achievement. Because of that only those films could ever be made. Be made, yeah. Yes. You, know, you know what I like about them? That the filmmakers had such... Uh, limited event... technology. No, no, no. Yeah, limited technology, but they had but such... But they have such brains for doing it. No, no. Yeah, that's the thing. Their, their inventive creativeness that, you know, that their brain uh, processed and uh, had created all these thoughts that pushed the boundaries of filmmaking. And I've seen, I've noticed that a lot of visual effects doesn't uh, amaze us anymore. Which which films like Back to the Future or Star Wars or Jurassic Park they like wowed and amazed people. Yeah, because at that time even Terminator, nobody had ever seen yeah even Terminator nobody had ever seen anything like it before. Yeah. a car is flying for goddamn it. Exactly, but <laughs> like who had ever but, seen that? Yeah, and and it doesn't uh, uh, manage to you know. Uh, appreci- we appreciate the visual effects and we say it like oh this visual effects are, the visual effects is good and even yes. I got in my reviews. But uh, I feel like it has lost the ability to, you know, amaze us. What do you think? What do you think could we do in this era with so many blockbusters coming out with so many visual effects shots and all that? How do you think we can get that same feeling of uh, uh, wonder again? It is really hard to do that. Now, if you do a practical effect, people will be amazed. Yeah. Uh, More than a scene. Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, people are amazed by him. Uh, well, then, I, I, mean, I guess see, we keep so on So, basically, happening. what happened is, during that time, it was a hard process to even key somebody. To even? Key somebody. Oh, I see. Key I see. means, like, just removing them from the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
So basically, what I had to do is you I had to show him that once. Huh? You attempted that in the short and film. And it was horrible. And I didn't. Uh, I mean, I mean, they didn't even have a computer that time. That's I yeah. tried to do it on the computer and I failed. Well, you're not as experienced yeah. as them, so you know you're still. I, if I practiced a lot, I could have done it properly. Of course. But so basically, what I had to do was I had to record it on the blue screen, mm-hmm. pass it through a ma- pass it through um, a matte filter. Mm-hmm. A matte filter basically takes the blue and converts it to black, mm-hmm. and they had to do it for every single frame, and it took a lot of time Are for doing it. Are you talking about like the old, the old times, old the Star Wars time. and the Back to the Future time? Uh-huh. They had to take it. They had to take it. It was hideous process again. Yes. And then after they got it, they had to put it on top of the uh, film reel, the black and white one. Mm, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've, I've seen, see, that, I've seen the, the sorry, the matte one. They get it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's. Black, mm. completely black, yeah. except for the character in the middle. Yeah. Whatever is in the foreground. Yeah. Then they have to pass it through the bl- uh, blue screen reel. Yeah. On that, then they have to again record it. Yeah. Re uh, expose another film mm. there. Mm. And then on top of that, yeah. And if you had to put another background, you have to shoot another background. Uh-huh. And on top of that, expose this. Oh. And then you take another. Film, read, and expose it. So it was a hideous process. Quite a headache, yes. Yeah. Nowadays, you just shoot it on the green screen. Click the green option in your PC. Delete. Done. Well, yeah, that's good for and us, like, I guess. I mean, you keep your experience again. Yeah. I the time because you guys were saying like, if I had a green screen on set, it would be easy for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I did not have a green screen on set, so, so I had to manually key, uh, rotoscope them out. Yeah. So yeah, and it's fade, so I'm like, screw it. Just crop the thing. <laughs> just crop the thing. But yeah. So, can we get so into... So yeah, so basically nowadays, uh-huh. motion control is like not used much. People uh-huh. rather use uh, and a Steadicam first stuff. Hmm. So basically motion control, they used it for like getting motions in like smooth motion. Mm-hmm. Like they used to have a dolly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that was also like... If dolly was, all, uh, I think, introduced in the movie Jaws. By Steven Spielberg. That's why I think the first dolly shot was there. And then the dolly zoom. No. Yeah, then, it was vertical. And then it became a... Tri- was it vertical? Yeah, it was vertical. I thought it was Jaws. Jaws, Jaws, Jaws had that effect. It was popularized in Jaws. But the effect of vertical... If you remember... If you've seen vertical... I haven't. I've seen clips of vertical. So he has basically a fear of heights. So because while he's climbing the stairs thingy... I was going to search up vertical. No, <laughs> because he has like he is going through a to- on top of a tower. He looks down and and they just show a dolly kind of zoom over there, which is a really hard thing. I think it's to emphasize on his fear. Yeah, it's to emphasize on his fear. Yeah. So that is where I think it was Steven Spielberg's or I don't know whose movie it was. Jaws is also Steven Spielberg's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whose movie was Vertigo? Down. Directed by oh, <laughs> oh movie, not the meaning of Vertigo. 1958. 1958. And it was by American psychologist uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, yes. that was a Hitchcock movie. Damn, I need to watch Hitchcock stuff. Yes. How many percent are rotten tomatoes? I'm sure it's like 90 something. Percent. I don't know if they have rotten tomatoes. Yeah. 94. 94. And it's PG. Yeah, you're not supposed to watch it. Who cares? <laughs> we we watched The Godfather. Yeah. We watched Shutter Island. What else do you mean? Yeah, watch Joker. Watch it isn't Joker. as violent, but still. But still, yeah. 
I've watched Goodfellas. You have. I've watched The Irishman. Enough. I'm stop, making, stop, stop. I'm making Karen feel jealous for not watching those movies. Yes. The Irishman is so good. Stop! <laughs> After what the movie we are gonna make a podcast on? Of course we are. I mean, I've, I've already made a review on the movie, but sure. Yeah, we'll make another podcast. We'll make another. Doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. So basically, nowadays people don't appreciate like uh, motion ca- motion control much. Oh, they don't aren't aware of it as much. Yeah, they aren't aware of it as much. I am part of that. <laughs> yeah, they are not. Like many people, okay, if you want to make a two people stand on, uh, like if you have a double uh, actor, double acting. Sean or double acting like the Prestige. Yes, <laughs> this is a movie we're talking about. Yeah. I just remembered. So if you have a double acting shot where both the actors are visible, mm. and if the camera is moving, that happened in Doom, Doom Three, by the way. It happened in Doom Three. And the visual is really good in that. Yeah, except for once in a train. Train. Okay. Continue. Yeah. yeah. So basically, in all that, uh, if you have a like, if you have a camera moving when there are two people in the same shot, mm-hmm. that. That is a motion capture. You cannot like many people. I've asked my friend. Okay, you know what he thinks? How they made that shot? Which one? That they use CGI. I'm like, are you mad? <laughs> you can't use everything. You can't use CGI for everything. Well, I wouldn't see why he would get it. Yeah. So. yeah. I'm like, they use little more like robots for making that shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So basically, that's how they make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you remember in uh, this one, which is it? Uh, Prestige. Uh, at the end. <laughs> I love how you're like, hey, 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 remember that movie Prestige? The actual podcast? Yeah, 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 yeah that one only. Yeah, yeah. So in that, uh, Christian Bale is like exchanging makeup with Christian Bale. Oh, yeah, that shot. That shot yeah, yeah, that yeah. shot, the camera's shaking. Oh. Like, you must be like, how did they do that shot? I, I know. No, I wasn't. You were like that. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> like, I mean, like you. Like, I was just, I was just amazed by the twist, and uh, I'm mean, like, if persons like me who don't know about how they did, were like, how did they do that shot? Mm-hmm. It's extremely simple. You just take a wide, wide-angle uh, lens. What draw? I don't know. Oh, you just take a wide-angle lens. Uh-huh. Just record it. Crop it because you can because it's a film camera. You can crop how much ever you want. Uh-huh. No quality is lost. Uh-huh. You crop it, and then you just shake the shake, it. shake the crop shake part. It. Shake it. You just shake the crop part, uh-huh. and then it looks like as if the camera is actually moving. Achha, I see. So it wasn't actually. See, moving. it wasn't actually moving. It's just a tripod on stand. I see. I see. So yeah, that's how they make it. So. Let's continue with the, with the story. <laughs> story. Enough of my discussion. No, that's fine. No, of course. No, it's next thing. Well, I'm gonna talk about is VFX, and that's gonna be later because I'm tired now. Okay, so hmm. I'll take the reins. Please do. Okay, so um, th- there's a scene in the flashbacks where oh. Borden and Angier are seeing magic tricks performed by other magicians, and there's this uh, particularly important scene where you see uh, a Chinese dude. The old Chinese dude performing the fishbowl trick, where he puts the fishbowl and like the fishbowl's on the table, and then he takes his robe and he covers it, and then he carries it and then he brings it up, uh, into the next table. And uh, we see later that Angel was performing this, and so basically he was holding the fishbowl under his thighs. Under his thighs. And he's like he's a strong man. And the one important thing about that uh, Chinese ma- magician is he's crippled, he's supposedly crippled. crippled. 
and even christian bale says that alfred sorry borden says that alfred borden yeah he says <laughs> alfred <laughs> michael ken is alfred and uh, and even christian bale who's batman is also alfred is that cool wow and hugh jackman is robert and your robert robert downey junior iron man oh what are you bringing up <laughs> what are you trying to say over i'm high on superheroes <laughs> all right so basically borden he uh he says he, that he he figures he out that, i mean like he kind of figures out nobody knows if he figured it out or not yeah he says that he's acting like this his whole life, life. he's dedicated to his which art. is yeah which is dedication which, to his craft which is which cool. actually foreshadows what he was doing what he's doing he and he's been doing for the past decades well, yeah you doing for decades yeah nobody knows he has a twin so yes. that yeah that's obviously for sharing and his cousin is most probably who we, who we never meet in the movie yes so i don't feel like that's important but even his wife like, didn't know okay yeah of course he went his wife like that's that. how much like, dedication, dedication dedication he put into his art and craft but which is which is which yeah obviously it's great for shadowing and it talks about the theme of sacrifice yes how they willing to uh, sacrifice their personal lives to live this lie which yeah. is like a very like very thematic meaning uh, you know of the film itself which is yeah, by the way yes even the, the first scene, scene which is the water tank thing mm-hmm. that foreshadows the ending yeah it does actually yeah the first and the last shot no like no like just foreshadowing stuff i want to meet and no even i want i want him to talk in a podcast Actually, Actually, not. He will just get irritated by us and just walk off. We'll be more mature by the time we meet him if we do. Yeah, don't worry. We'll don't worry. We'll, actually, we'll, yeah. we'll make a film together and we'll go meet him. Yes. It's probably we'll together. What? Yeah, why not? You you can you can do the cinematography stuff as you are. And what will you do, da? I'm I'm the director. You can't direct with Christopher Nolan's on set. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we could make a film and then we could interview. We'll go to Oscars. We we'll make a film. We we'll go to Oscars. We can't just we'll go to Oscars. We can't just the Oscars go. Oscars will bring us. <laughs> we have to bribe them. Yeah, bribe. Sir, sir, sir. We want to gold. meet Christopher Nolan, please. Yes. <laughs> and also Scorsese, if he's alive, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully he's alive. Hopefully he's alive. Because he's such a good man. Yeah, man. But and he also has a funny photo of him. I have. A, <laughs> I have a funny picture of. So we can blackmail you, Scorsese. <laughs> ஈகோட்டிஸ்டிக்கல் somewhat you know but that's that's like a like uh, that's gives a, a depth to the characters which is pretty cool and we also see their rivalry so it's fun how uh, Borden's try. performing a trick and then Angier with the very very realistic looking uh, beard and prosthetic yes. he just comes and he shoots him shoots his fingers and and it was, it was pretty upsetting to see that since one twin we don't know which one it was because not one of them is borden one of them is uh, fallen Hello. it's not like that because uh-huh. both of them are borden and fallen yeah. so we could just say one twin lost the finger and then the other twin who still had his fingers had to sacrifice those two fingers just so people will see again the chinese scene the sacrifice sacrifice they willing to it's pretty you know how is preparing to yes. you know, cut the fingers i was 
Uh, it's pretty disturbing, kind of. But yeah. yeah. And yeah, so we uh, this is a sort of in-depth look into our characters, and also, uh, and then and then, Borden goes to uh, Angie's show, and he and he uh, brutally cuts off the fingers of a of an audience member. As I don't think so. Cut off, off the fingers. She, no, he actually cut off the fingers. Even the even the dude who owns the theater break off the, the finger. finger. Yeah, he's like, we don't want to, you know, like ruin break, break the, the fingers, fingers of a customer. customer. Yeah, so it just broke. It didn't come out. I, I, it's fixable. She will be okay in some time. I don't think so. There was like there was blades and all, bro. It was a lot of. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. But basically, they're messing up each other's acts, and and then uh, Scarlett Johansson. You had to pick Christian Bale. Yeah, like Scarlett Johansson also exists in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have a. Her name is Olivia Wenscombe. She has a major role. What do you say? She has not that major, but yeah, yeah. She was the one who she managed to get his diary. She worked for Angier at first, then and she and both of them fell in love. But then uh, she realized that Angier doesn't really like her, like love her because he he later figures out that he, he is just using her, and then she hates him for it. And there's yes. there's a scene where it's Angel. We feel like Angel is doing all this for his wife's revenge. But there's a scene where he says, "I don't care about my wife. I care about his secrets." And then she know. And then she is like, "Oh, okay." We get a deeper look into so now his whole motivations become different. And then there's like a Wait, pause. Wait, are you talking about Borden or Angel? Angel, Angel. Borden's wife didn't die. I mean, she did die, but you know later. Oh, yeah. But like yeah. Angel is doing all this because for revenge. And Angel says like, "I don't care about my wife. I care about how his secret." And that shows that now his motives have yes, been completely changed. And there was a pause. Uh, uh, there was a pause between that scene because it gave us time to settle in what he said, which was you know pretty uh, pretty awesome. Dude, drunk Hugh Jackman, Jackman was drunk. gold, man. <laughs> Wait, actually, I don't know his name. His name is right here. Right here. But he was gold. Yeah, it was pretty. You know, I mean, like, funny. I mean, like, when, when he was like, so, so what is he gonna, gonna do? Angel was like to Carter. What is he gonna, gonna do? He looks drunk. He looks gonna. He's like gonna die five seconds later. Yeah. Does it so flawlessly? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> I feel like that's that's a very small moment. We have to suspend disbelief. But yeah. Uh. But for that scenes, they did not use the motion control. They used a. What is it? Body double face. Body double. Not face replacement. You couldn't see the faces also. I see. But I like the sh- I like the scene where. So basically, Angie sees uh, goes to one of Borden's show, yes. and he sees he sees the the transported man trick where Borden goes into Borden throws the ball, goes inside one compartment, comes out of the other compartment and catches the ball. Yes, and but it, it wasn't, wasn't actually shown to us. I mean, it was no, no. You see the setup. You see him throwing. Yeah, yeah but, but it, it wasn't like pleasing enough. I'm like, hey, it looks like there's just a corridor in the back. Hmm, no, but you know it's a twin, so it's a I mean, like after, after later you know that it's a twin. It's a twin. But, but, like, but but it looked like just a corridor. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. But boring. No, no but, but then an angel did it. Like, oh, uh, no, but I like that. You don't even see the scene. You see him throwing the ball, and as soon as the first twin goes inside, it cuts to Cutter's reaction. Cuts to Cutter. Also. Oh yeah, the first time you don't see it. Yeah, and you see any, and then it cuts to Cutter or Michael Caine's reaction, and uh, as he opens the door, and you never even see it because that's like, that's I I loved that because you're like because okay. Because they haven't revealed what, what it does. does. Yeah, exactly, and and then also there's a scene where the music the music is going very slow paced and like high, and I just like it was the greatest uh, magic trick I've ever seen, and then and just trying to replicate like, that. Did you flaw? Did you like break it or something? Like no. Yeah. The greatest magic trick I've ever seen. Yeah. It was pretty cool scene. 
Yeah. But I uh, that's when Angie's like, I want to replicate this trick, and he's like, How did he do it? And Carter's like, He used the double, which is true. Which is true. But Angie's like, No, he's stubborn. He is. He's overthinking, like most teenagers. But wow. But <laughs> but. Portraying a life in form of characters. <laughs> a teenager just trapped in Hugh Jackman's body. <laughs> yes. But man, man, I wish I was that person. person. <laughs> You'd get Scarlet Jones. That probably, probably would be. Yeah. But people off in my head. Also, performance-wise, all of them were really good, and Hugh Jackman was actually really good in this. Yeah. He's because he, ego, like he's sort of egotistical and. Angela was always trying to find a different Best way. Best was David Bowie. David Bowie was really good. He was really good as well. If actually, you know what? I want to see. Uh, who is the Bowie as Tessa? Bowie? What? Oh, Rami uh, Malek. I want to see Rami Malek as Tessa. Oh, Mr. Robot Dude. Yeah, he will look good on Tesla, I believe. Ah, yeah, the characteristic of Tesla. There could be a Tesla biopic one day. Yeah, yeah and Ram Malek could play. But I would have no problem if that David Bowie played. That would be the second biopic he ever played. Maybe. Or after Bowie Rhapsody. Maybe, maybe. I guess, huh? Yeah, I guess. Maybe. But yeah. But, but, but yeah, David Bowie also did a really good job. But Angier kidnaps Fallon. Fallon. And he puts him in a freaking coffin. And Borden comes and is like, where's, where's my partner? And he's like... Uh, type your secret, like write your secret first, and he writes the secret. And he's like Tesla. He's like where's Fallon? He's like, he's like how fast can you dig? And he's like what the hell? And then he starts like ah, Fallon, and he starts digging better. The previous scene, Fallon just falls into a See, and then coffin. Immediately, immediately Michael just shoots Michael. Like, Save me from cutting the air hole. And also, uh, I love Michael's uh, Michael Caine scenes where there's a scene where after like he injures his arm or something, and he's like. Uh, it's like how uh, it's like how's the arm and uh, it's like you know still still attached still attached <laughs> yeah so Michael Caine has such good sarcasm comedic drumming yeah and and when uh, when Fallon shoots him and he's like hey are you alright he's like still alive still alive <laughs> that's that's pretty funny it's like a small comedic scene but yeah. and then that's when Angier goes to Tesla and and they talk about obsession and he t- uh, he tells. Tesla, that you know, like if you know me, you know I won't stop. And he's like, nothing is impossible. It can be done. The cloning machine thing. Yeah. And they try several times. Even Andy Serkis but, is there. Uh, Mundo. Andy Serkis the no, Mundo. But, but, but you, you remember, remember that, like, do you know what's gonna be its cost? cost? Yeah. Have you considered its cost? Yeah. yeah. And like, the price is nothing to me. Yeah. Like I understood like second time actually. It's not money. Not money. It's about sacrifice. Self sacrifice. Yes. Because. Like, Tesla understood what his purpose is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that was really good. Cool. Really and good. several times they fail, and then randomly, Hugh Jackman just happens to look beside where the cat is making noises, and he just walks to the side just a little bit, and right. he sees thousands, thousands of land, of hats, and, and cats. And cats. Hats and cats. Twin brother. Yeah. Again, foreshadowing Christian. Christian. No, exactly. That is sort of. Kind of. He kind of. That's the first shot in the card. Without the cats that time, but... By the way, man, the most beautiful scene, according to me. When the lights... Light bulbs. Yeah, I remember. That was great. When uh, he picks up the light and then all the light bulbs, like, glow from glow. the bottom. Yes. Amazing. That was, that was one of the greatest shots, shots ever. ever. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, that is basically... Uh, that would be the work of... Actually, 
cringing of Kiran wow. aside. Uh, I love I love how they place the final tank with the clone in it and uh Cutter just goes and then Fallon comes and they just have like a nod and then uh, like Cutter knows he's about to kill and he's like oh sup yeah he's like oh, hello, hello. I, don't, I don't know about it actually. no they, they they were walking right oh, why why wouldn't Cutter just stop him he's like hey who are you why are you going there he knows it's he knows it's Fallon and yeah, now he knows Fallon is Borden in the end right I think that, that is why because because, because, because of, of him only Fallon died, died. Fallon who knows uh, sorry, like, uh, some uh, twin died some twin <laughs> but you know I, I think, think it was, was uh, the, the person who married Sara. One of the twins, Sarah. I don't know which one is. He said I loved Sara or something. I don't know. So, oh yeah, the person the Christian Bale has an affair with Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson <laughs> is a... I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> but the thing uh, is, the thing I like this, Scarlett Johansson... Three different people... Sh- no, <laughs> three, yeah. Three, yeah. Oh yeah, three, three, three. Both the... Uh, both twins Christian and Angier. And Yeah. Not, not only that, that the twin Angie, not exactly fall in love, but they kissed. The twin Angie. No, but the thing is, no, but I like, I like that. Okay, I'll come to this later. Yeah. But going back to the ending scene, they have like a nod, and then uh, uh, Angie is like, Carter, is that you? And then suddenly Fallon walks out, and then boom, just shoots him in the liver or something. Like, look, look around. around. Like, I don't think I will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love that. He's like, oh, they start, and he's like, and he's, he removes his thing, and he's like, a twin. And he's like, yeah, the trick was actually just a double. You just are, you just like going out of context and thinking too much about it. And, and Tesla, Tesla made, made a freaking cloning, cloning machine, machine for you, you idiot. <laughs> I like that uh, the cloning machine sound effects are so loud. Yeah. My ears were bursting. I purposefully put this uh, subwoofer volume high. I know you did. I told you to reduce it. You didn't listen to me. Because I couldn't hear you. My ears are... <laughs> that would make sense. No, but... But, uh, uh, you know, he, sa- he says that, you know, uh, you, uh, uh, they're like, you know, Borden was saying, Angie, you aren't willing to sacrifice. And he's like, are you kidding me? Look around, which obviously around was the thousands of clones oh, killed. Clones. killed. Yeah, and he's like, I don't care. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. If you don't want to look at it, it's fine. But I, I like that both of them make their points clear. Borden was living to live half of a, half of a full life. Yes. Which is a pretty good line, by the way. And it's a pretty good, you know, revelation. And um, then uh, uh, Angie is like, you think I wasn't willing to sacrifice? Look around and all that. And he was saying that, I like how he was saying that, oh, this is a long episode. Yeah, I know. Come to the main point. But I like that in the end, Angie was like, if I could just see the the reaction on their face for one second, then it would be worthwhile. Yeah. And that was really good because it shows us like, you know, he's willing to do anything for the audience reaction, which could be priceless. And But you, but you know what was too Bollywood about that scene? What? He got shot and he was... Still alive for, for a long, for a long, for a long got shot in the, the stomach. stomach. Like, yeah, I'm not saying hard. Like not still main like a very vital organ. But yeah, I, I get it. But and and then you know the movie ends on uh, uh, the scene where he's like, "You want to be fooled. You're not really looking." And yeah. in the you know the thing. And one thing I had to point out or. I feel like this should be the concluding statement. So, if you have anything to say, sir. VFX. Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. So, so basically, the VFX, VFX were done by BF. Buff. 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 Basically, what Hugh Jackman is. 
What? <laughs> He's buff. Oh my <laughs> god. Why? So they are the VFX people who did the VFX. prestige. Yeah. And they had, for that time, 2006, they had done a really good job. Because uh-huh. Nolan, he was like, I know what to do. He's pushing the boundaries of filmmaking. Yeah, he, he knows. He literally knows what to do with the VFX. Yes. Like, he doesn't see visual effects as a medium. He sees it as a tool, tool. To just to add on things that are emphasis. Yeah. 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 Like if, if I, I can't actually electrify a person, I'll use VFX. <laughs> like <laughs> law will not allow me to actually electrify a person. So I'll just use VFX. VFX. Yeah. So that's how they did that shot. The practicality of the practicality is really good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that is why the lightning. Mm-hmm. It looked pretty. Good, actually. It looked good. I mean, I mean, like, it wasn't distracting. It wasn't distracting. But uh, the sound effects of lightning was killing my ears. <laughs> my eardrums committed suicide. No. <clears throat> but, uh, yes. Jesse, Jesse sound department. Who had done the sound? Jesse, Jesse Bender. Paul Berolzheimer. <laughs> Sounds like Alzheimer. <laughs> 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 Paul Berolzheimer. So he was the sound effect editor. Paul, if you are listening. Reduce the goddamn sound, okay? No. Secretly do it when Nolan isn't there. Thank you. Do not. Andrew, Andrew Bock, Rick Kennelly, Christopher Flick. Flick. <laughs> He's not like no, Nolan. Sasta Nolan. Sasta Nolan. What? What is a lot of Eric Gotthelf. Gotthelf? Gotthelf. Oh, Gotthelf. Richard King. Sounds like cool, dude. Yeah. Mary Jo Lang. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, all these people, Bill Henderson, Jan Petro, Onofre Ortega. Love that guy. <laughs> Bill Henderson actually sounds like... Larry Hopkins. Why does it sound like people I know? Anthony Hopkins, that's why. Anthony Hopkins, that's why. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Bill Henderson. Bill Henderson also. It sounds like actual, like, movie actors. Actors names or something. I don't know. There's no, like, you know... Ditch that, yeah, yeah, but so anything else to say, sir? So, yeah, so the VFX video mainly just, just the lightning, yes, that that and, and some of the cloning, and, uh, cloning, cloning in the same cloning. shot, yeah. All, all, all of that, the uh, production uh, design is really good, by the way. Production design is really good, yeah. What, what I observed in the end scene, yes, is basically they're all mannequins kind of stuff, like a wax model, so they aren't CG models of uh, huge Jackman. Oh. In, in the, the water, water they, they have wax models. models. I see, I see. Just imagine, uh, just just imagine Nolan and uh, Hugh Jackman go to Madame Tussauds <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's, uh, I know that call. Is it? I don't know who it's calling. Alright. All right. So, Either way, uh, well, concluding the thing, the whole yes. movie is a magic trick. It's a magic Nolan trick. is the magician, Shit. and the whole movie is basically the audience. We are the audience. Literally the audience. Yeah. 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 By, By the way, the poster you can see Hugh Jackman's face. You can see this guy's face, Christian face. Who is in the middle? Yeah, I think it's my mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Lan coming towards. Okay. Yes. So who's in the middle? God knows. That's Scarlett Johnson. Are you sure? sure? Yes, that is. Could look like that is Scarlett Johnson. That is Scarlett Johnson. God knows, man. That is Scarlett Johnson. So I've seen other pictures and she's like that in the middle. So. All right. So yeah. Yep. So, so yeah. So, so this, this is, is the movie. movie.
of uh, episode one of episode the Nolan podcast. podcast. Yes. Ooh, this is a long one. Yeah. I have, I have some editing to do in the middle also, so yeah, it doesn't matter. 32 minutes? What? 32 minutes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Nolan is one of the most respected filmmakers uh, in the world. And uh, yeah, I feel like we should talk about his movies and I think this is a great place to talk about them. Yes, yes. and we, are, we both are waiting for theaters to reopen so we can watch them. Tenet. Yeah, <laughs> even I do. Yeah, and uh, follow us on our Instagram. I have literally made three accounts. One of them is at detox with p Pete. underscore draws. Yes. Another one is detox with p underscore talks official. And the recent one I made is time out with cinema. At so yeah, it is a podcast the, chat, chat and account. mine is ori all, all underscore. Remember, this is an important thing. O-R-A-N-G-E underscore O-R-A-N-G-E underscore S-O-D-A underscore 234 No, not anymore It's Not anymore It's production Oh, professional Yes, I am Professional you are, sir Yes And of course, everything is going to be linked Everything is going to be linked Check out my YouTube channel Detox Detox Official Where I review and analyze movies And he's going to make some cameos in there Yes, I am So Hello there Yeah So You can get the watching now Hello, Hello there. there. I also read my blogs. Yeah, yeah he also, also has blogs. I have a blog. Link the blog also, no? Uh, I will do everything. Yeah, I know. Take your time, sir. Yes. 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 It's been a while since the Godfather one came out, so you have some time. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. signing out. So, so yeah, yeah, and uh, this podcast is available in Spotify. Many places. It's available in four places. Anchor, Spotify. Apple Music. Breaker. Not Apple Music yet. Breaker and Pocket Cast. Cool. They are signing out! This is me, Aditya Kiran. With me is P-Talks from the YouTube channel P-Talks with P-Talks. And goodbye! See you next time. Yep. In, I don't know which movie. Surprise! Yep.